Hey everyone, before we jump in, Miles and I are so grateful for all of your support and we want to remind you all to always dive within the limits of your training and experience and always follow the advice of your instructors and dive masters. This podcast is not intended as a substitute for formal dive instruction. We are thrilled to have this space to share our stories and experiences and thankful we get to share them with you. Stay safe out there and have fun. We're recording late and I got Uber Eats and it just showed up and um, they didn't, I got it from a Greek place and they didn't crumble the feta. Like it's just a brick, it's just a brick of feta here. I think that's like a sin. I think it, I mean, it's, it's, I think I'm, it's I'm, a I'm sin. Just, I don't know what to do with a brick of, I guess I can crumble I it mean, myself. I mean, crumble it yourself. That's, well, I mean, that's yeah, the only it, thing you can do. Or just like eat the whole thing in one bite. Not there's, eating the whole thing no, in one, no. There's no in between. You either crumble it yourself or you just shove the whole thing in your no, mouth. I'm, I'm going to crumble it myself because that sounds With your terrible. hands, with your hands or your fork? With my hands. The way do that it. You had, do I don't it think now. You, do it now. Do it in front of you? Do it right now. Crumble that feta. Right, I'll crumble the feta. Here we go. No, I can't see it. Well, Take okay. It well, it's crumbled now. What do you want me to do? I was so excited. It was like one of those. In the podcast. We can't leave this out. It was like <laughs> this one is, of those, like, you know, the, you know, the like ASMR, uh, ASMR videos. A- a- you mean ASMR videos? ASMR. No, 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 Miles, no. <laughs> yeah, Did that's. You really- did you That's... think they were called Asmir videos? Asmir. Please tell me that you, please tell me you're joking. Please tell me you're not serious right now. No, really? I am I am 100% serious that when I tell people those about those videos, do you call them Asmir videos? Asmir. A, 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 a soft no. day. Please not tell like me you're not serious. Like please a tell smear. me this is a joke. Please tell me you're pranking me right now. I'm not. Oh my god. They're ASMR. It's it, it, it's it. You don't say the acronym. It's just ASMR. All right, pets, humans, others. We welcome you all to another episode <laughs> of Free Descent Dive Twenty Three. What's up, guys? What's Thanks up? for coming back. Thanks for listening to us for twenty three episodes. That's insane i can't believe you guys were able to listen to jake for that long um ouch that's so rude i've gotten some comments what what is wrong with my with the sound of my voice please explain i don't think it's the sound of your voice oh it's the amount of talking is that is, do I, <laughs> you're not the first person to tell me i talk a lot um, <laughs> but that's why we made a podcast is because we talk a lot I think it's funny because it's really the first time in my life that I haven't been the one that talks the most in the room. I was going to say, you're normally the one talking more than me. So this is, I I don't know. I I know. know. (laughs) I don't know. But welcome to Dive 23. We have a fantastic interview for you guys coming up later with Gonzo from Force Blue talking all about his work with divers with veterans, with operators, getting them back, rehabilitating into civilian life, giving them a mission, giving them a purpose. Uh, but before we do that, Miles, you've been talking, you've been using the free descent email to talk to your dive shops up north. So I've been creeping on it to find out what you're up to. <laughs> Tell the people what, you're, what you've been up to. Yeah. So ice diving is for sure a go, you guys. I know we've been talking about it for a couple episodes now, but um yeah, it's for sure a go. And shout out to Lydia, our other friend from San Diego. She was on, I don't know, maybe episode she seven. She was on the Scuba Women episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she was on our Women's Dive Day episode. And um, yeah, she's coming up and completing the ice diving course with me. And then also going to the ice diving festival that it's happening in Minneapolis. It's just like right north of Minneapolis, the first weekend of March. If you're interested in that at all, if you're in the area, if you're going to be in the area, please hit me up on Instagram, on the Free Descent Instagram or my personal Instagram. And let's get get together during the festival. Uh, Caveat, you have to be slightly crazy. (laughs) You don't have to dive, actually. So it's really... 
from my understanding, I think it's kind of going to be like a smaller Dima on ice. <laughs> it's like a Dima festival and a conference. Dima on ice sounds amazing. So I can't yeah. wait to hear about that. Yeah. Um, you'll have to keep us posted. So when are you, when is, when are you getting your certification? Is that coming up soon? So I was going to do the instructor certification a couple weeks before, but then when Lydia said that she wanted to come up for the festival as well as the certification before, we decided the best way to do it was for us to get certified the weekend before and then for her to just hang out with me that week and then we go to the festival together the next okay. weekend. So Lydia's actually going to be over for like 10 days in the and frozen so this north. Is be, this is going to be at the end of February. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's hilarious because at the same time you're doing that, I will be in the Caribbean with my family on a family <laughs> vacation. First family vacation we've done in a while. So I'm pretty stoked about that. And I'll be diving in the beautifully warm waters of the Southern Caribbean. So okay, uh, we will be diving. I, there's probably going to be about an 80 degree difference or 60 degree difference in water temperature between <laughs> the water I'm in and the water here. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, remember kind of what... Um... What April and Josh were saying, that it's actually the water underneath the ice layer. It can be a lot warmer. Yeah, it'll probably, so it'll be about a 30 or 40 degree difference between the water I'm in and the water you're in. All right. Yeah, I mean, it'll still be hilarious that you're walking around on ice and I'm walking around on a warm sandy beach. All right. Well, Um, that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, The the Instagram that week, I feel like is going to be really funny. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to be posting from a warm, sandy, tropical vacation, and you're going to be posting from the frigid tundra. So you know what? stay tuned for that. Just uh, wait until you're in San Diego during the rainy season and have all your king tides and it's murky pea soup water. And I'm in like Spain. Right now? And I'm in Spain. So I'm just saying it all comes around, bud. <laughs> well, okay, but it's the it's the murky king tide rainy season right now in San Diego, and we still go diving. I went out uh, last weekend over the long weekend with some friends and we had some really, really good dives. Actually, we had, I did, I did two dives um, and they were pretty spectacular. I got to say, uh, I haven't had a chance actually to post any of the photos or videos from it, but the visibility, I mean, we've talked about how in San Diego, sometimes that warmer water holds more sediment and then you have the thermocline you get real clear water beneath it but that clear water is cold um it was 55 degrees at depth and the water the visibility increased it was basically about five foot vis all the way down to about 55 feet but once you hit that thermocline it was about 25 foot vis it was actually a really nice dive it was dark it was yeah. dark because of all that sediment above us that had been churned up by the king tides and some storms. Um, if you live in Hawaii, the storms they're hitting you, they hit us about a week later. So it just churns everything up. Um, so it's all was churned it up above 55 feet. It wasn't super spooky. It wasn't like that one dive we did. Um, it wasn't super spooky, but it was definitely a little like, ooh, this is different, um, which was a lot of fun. But it definitely, I'm glad... Uh, I'm certainly glad to have been with the buddies I was diving with because they definitely made it a lot of fun and we had we had some really good dives. So shout out to my buddies, shout out to the conditions in San Diego. Um, it's been interesting lately with the uh, with the shore entries, um, but uh, yeah, if you're a surfer in San Diego, you know that the waves have been weird lately. But you know, hey, we take the days we can we can get, and uh, you know we don't we don't get upset about them. We just thank we thank. We thank Mother Earth for uh, for all the dives we can get. Yeah, I um, feel that. I mean, I'm definitely, I was just telling someone yesterday that I'm a month out of the water now. It's officially been a month. Oh my God. And I'm, I'm feeling it. Do you, I, do you, can you like strap on your gear and go like sit in your bathtub or something? I can feel like in my soul that I am completely wrung out of salt water and... I no. yeah, I know. You're not I, gonna do any saltwater. This is all freshwater diving that you're talking about. I know, and I do think it's gonna help, but it just doesn't hit the same as the salt water. And that, so that salty taste in your mouth, you don't get that with the with the lake. Just like diving. all the 
beautiful minerals just like in your body being absolutely surrounded by them you just don't get the same I mean I don't know maybe I I always said that like I never wanted to go on a night dive and I was always really scared of it and then I went on a night dive in Honduras and it was the best dive of my entire life and now I'm a big night diver girl and so now I'm like okay ice diving I hope it's the same thing and as well as like freshwater I've been in freshwater a couple a couple of times but I haven't been in in a dry suit so we'll see that yeah that'll be really strange you'll have to tell me about that because I again like I have done one or two freshwater dives in in uh cenotes in Mexico but those were the only freshwater dives I did I did them in a you know I did them in a shorty wetsuit actually which was not nearly enough exposure protection I was freezing by the end of the dive but that's okay Uh, I really want to get it I really want to get those sick pictures that you get of the ice divers and you can see the ice layer above them. And they're, you know what I'm talking about, oh, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, you should all try and do the ones where you're like upside down and your feet are up, up to the ice and it looks like you're walking around on the ice, but underwater. Oh yeah. Lydia and I are going to be all over that. I'm so oh, excited yeah. that she's coming out for that just because it can be a cool thing that we can do as friends. So, and it's just like, two badass women out there in the cold and like a bunch of heavy gear and our stuff's all pink and it's just it's gonna be cool so that's gonna be super cool you're gonna have to send pictures to april when you do that oh oh for sure you've inspired me i'm excited to tell everybody what kind of gear i had to rent and what stuff is different Mm. from my normal setup Yeah, Um, because you don't have you don't have an environmentally sealed regulator do you no, exactly. So that, and I just want to, I honestly want to take my entire setup into the shop this weekend or next weekend and just be like, Hey guys, like what can go and what can't go yeah. and what do I need to do? What can I rent? What can I buy? Cause like truly in this situation, I don't, I don't I'm... see myself ice diving enough to buy something new, but mm. we'll see. Well, next episode, you'll have to update us on what gear you're going to have to you know, rent and what gear you can bring with you. I think when we talked to April and Josh, they were saying it's mostly the same gear with the exception of that environmentally sealed regulator um, so that the first stage doesn't freeze up and block up. But I'd be curious if there's anything else. I bet a warmer set of undergarments for sure. Um, I bet that. And then also some uh some some uh maybe some extra layers on your hands or on your feet or something like that um just so you don't you're you're not under there for five minutes and going oh my god i can't do this anymore i think that's kind of the thing is um the main things i'm thinking about are warmer undergarments and then the dry gloves i don't have dry gloves right now and then the um the waterproof hood are the main things on my mind for sure and then a a sealed hood yeah, and then for sure I'll have to rent a different type of regulator for the yeah. day. Yeah, you it's possible too if your regulator needs a service. I don't know when you last got it service. It's possible when they're servicing it because they take apart the first stage. Oh. They can seal it. Maybe. Like mine, when I bought mine, it was sealed. I when they were servicing it they were like, "Do you want us to replace the seal? Do you want us to do that again?" Because it's annoying and it's expensive and if you don't need it, there's no point in having it. I told them, don't worry about it. If I go ice diving or something like that, if I go to Norway or, or Iceland or something like that, I'll just bring it back in and they can seal it. So maybe they can do that for you too. Okay. Um, something to ask. I don't know. I mean, it would be sealed for this, you know, for these two weeks. And then you, you know, when you go to, I mean, it's good to know because like, I am going to be diving in Norway coming in the summer. I just don't know what summer in Norway looks like. If I'll need to have all that kind of gear or not, I'm sure I'll need to have my dry suit, but I don't know if it'll get like ice diving cold. Oh Yeah. All right. Anyone who knows what summer diving in Norway is like, hit us up. <laughs> tell tell Miles what it's like. Yeah. You know, the cool thing, I think um, Seth and maybe Emily will be there in August as well. Yeah, that's right. That's I right. I know that Seth will be there. but Who else is going to be there? Well, Seth's trying to convince Emily. Okay. Gotcha. gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> It'll be good. To, it'll be good to have more friends. I'll, 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 I'll next, I'm seeing Emily next week. So when I see her, I'll, I'll, uh, yeah. I'll make sure to kind of poke her. Definitely. I'm also, I'm hoping Seth, I, I'm reaching out to Seth about the free diving. Um, Good. Because I have about a month to get that done. So hopefully, hopefully. Are we meeting, meeting your goals? Meeting my 2024 goals. We shall see. Um, I've been tearing speaking, through my books. So I'm meeting my goals too. meeting 2024 20, goals. 
how are you doing with logging your dives on Buddy? Oh, so that is my goal for this week. You're going to do it this week? All right. Everybody listening to this episode, poke Miles on Instagram. DM Miles, slide into Miles DMs and be like, did you log your dives? Did you log your dives? <laughs> did you log your dives? In fact, you know what I you should really an, do, I actually? I need accountability you, buddies you, and dive buddies do all at the same we, time. You know Free descent listeners, we could do better than sliding into Miles DMs. Join Buddy. Add Miles as a buddy and poke her on the uh, poker on buddy. Like find her old dives and comment on them. Like her. Oh old my gosh. <laughs> just be super like every day. Just be, just be nudging miles, make miles get a ton of notifications until she starts logging all her dives. You guys, I'm literally just going to log them tonight. I'm so embarrassed now. And you know what? I, mean, I do. I do, sure, I do want to make sure we're clear here. It is not hard to log your dives on no, Dive with Buddy. Easy. It is super so easy. No, so you have no excuse. It's super easy. It's really fun. We're both Buddy explorers. We yeah. love Dive Buddy like the whole bit. I've just been distracted. <laughs> yeah, you have no excuse. So so me. It is really Miles just me. Has, if Miles has logged all of her dives and there's a ton of dives on her profile, go like them all. Go like all of them. Give Miles the <laughs> notifications anyway. This is oh my goodness oh my god step <laughs> off hey i know i'm hey. gonna do it this is a family-friendly podcast <laughs> I, didn't <laughs> Give me say, that face. I didn't say the f word okay 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 um all right well at this point we would love for you guys to hear from gonzo we had a fantastic interview with him um he talks about the documentary he's got coming up, working with veterans, working with operators, the transition between diving as a professional uh, Navy SEAL, what that diving's like versus diving where maybe the stakes are a little bit lower. Um, it's a great interview. We definitely uh, hope you enjoy it. And we will see you on the other side. All right. We now welcome on a very special guest. One of our many new friends from DEMA, it is Gonzo, Steve Gonzalez. Uh, he is a integral part of Force Blue. We were so lucky to meet him at DEMA. Uh, Gonzo, how you doing? Doing well. Doing really well. Thank you very much. Welcome to Happy Free to Descent. Thank you. Um, so tell us a little bit about, for, the, for those of us that weren't uh, lucky enough to meet you in New Orleans, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, what your background is, sort of how you became to uh, how you came into uh, the the Force Blue uh, team. Sure, sure. So it was ironic that we met in New Orleans because that's where I was born and raised. I was born and raised in New Orleans and joined the Navy back in 1982. And this is back when they didn't have any books or movies or TV shows about SEALs. So I went in the regular Navy, served for a couple of years, and then some guys came on my ship. They didn't look like us. They didn't act like us. And I said, who are those guys? And I said, well, those are Navy SEALs. I was like, what the heck's a SEAL? So I went and talked with them, and I said, that's the job for me. So I uh, went to BUDS, which is basic underwater demolition SEAL training, at the very young age of 32. <laughs> and uh, yeah, made it through and uh, did, uh, did 34 years total in the Navy, the majority of that as a SEAL. Um, worked my way up from sniper all the way to leadership. Retired in 2016. And uh, just a few years after that, uh, Got, went on with Force Blue. I did a project with them in 2019 called the 100 Yards of Hope, where we did a dive in Miami in conjunction with the NFL. And it's just been a joy ever since. I'm the special project and events director, which is kind of your jack of all trades, master of a few. So can you tell us a little bit about what Force Blue is and, and what you guys do? Sure, sure. So we are the only nonprofit that retrains and redeploys special operations veterans to work with scientists on marine environmental projects, whether it's restoring, uh, restoring coral reefs, California's kelp beds. Uh, we do sea turtle assessment missions where uh, it's called sea turtle wrangling, which is just as cool as it sounds, where we'll bring the sea turtles up and then hand them off to the scientists and they'll check them for diseases or tumors. And unfortunately, as you guys know, plastics find their way in, into the marine life. Um, so we, uh, you, you call we haul. And it's a great way, though, for our special operations veterans 
SEALs, Green Berets, Marine Force Recon, Air Force Pararescuemen or Combat Controllers who have all this, all these skills, all this, this knowledge, all this diving experience to keep, continue to serve, you know, because the majority of us join the military and even more so in special operations to be part of something special. And when guys separate, you're kind of, you know, even though you're, you're doing well, you're still looking for that. Okay. I want to be part of something special. And it's a great way for guys uh, and gals to continue to do that. You see one thing and then your life just result like mm-hmm. revolves around it right. afterward yes ma'am yeah so we do it down in jupiter florida and we're also going to okay. do it yeah jupiter and juno beach and because uh, there's a big population there and uh yeah, we help uh in water research and a couple of or- other organizations with doing that and once again it's very rewarding for our guys because you're looking for something you know like like something special and uh it's so much fun it's a lot different than what we're trained to do in the SEAL team. So it's, it's pretty cool. I would say the stakes are probably a lot lower uh, than, than some of the training <laughs> that you guys get. Yes. So the first dive that I did with Force Blue was actually my first dive that was not combat related. Other than like, other than like training dives and stuff like that. That was my first dive that was not combat related. And that was actually the first dive that actually experienced colors underwater because the majority of my dives were two o'clock in the morning and freezing cold weather in countries that didn't want us or knew that we were there. So it was pretty neat. They're like, oh, my God, look at this. Look at all these colors and everything. So, yeah, it's pretty neat. Do you, do you find that there's a, a, a difficult transition maybe from diving purely as a, as a, spe- a special operator, as a job where you're diving at 2 in the morning? Mm-hmm. What is the transition like to diving during the day in the beautiful colors where you actually have a chance to look at things? So the, it's kind of funny because we use rebreathers, you know, the Draeger rebreathers. So no bubbles, you know, like having a, a bubble escape is like, that's huge no-no. So the first time I dove, I was diving open circuit. And when I got underwater, I had, you know, just scuba, you know, like my bubbles. And I, at first I was like freaking out, like, oh my God, like I have, you know, bubbles. Like I'm, I'm off, we call it off-gassing. I'm like, I'm off-gassing. Like, dude, relax. Nobody's going to be on top throwing grenades on you if bubbles go up on the water, you know. So it is a little adjustment, um, but it, it's it's also so therapeutic because, as you guys know, when you're underwater, it's your breathing, it's your heart, and it's just the the beauties and the wonders of, of the undersea world. That's super so- cool. I like. A lot of times I think we forget about all, you know, recreational divers and Mm -hmm. instructors. I think a lot of times we forget about all the other things that diving is used for. I think like me personally, I don't think about commercial diving or military diving a lot Mm -hmm. and just how intense it really can get when you get into the nitty gritty jobs that entail diving. Yes, ma'am. And for us, it's full circle for SEALs because... SEAL started in Fort Pierce in 1943, the original frogmen, preparing for the landing at D-Day. So we were actually learning how to blow obstacles to include coral reefs, unfortunately, to clear the way. So now here we are 80 years later coming full circle to help repair the coral reefs. So for the SEAL community and for the rest of the special operations community, but in particular for the SEAL community, it is therape- therapeutic because it is, in fact, coming 360 degrees and, uh, and, and taking care of Mother Earth. Can you talk a little bit about the therapeutic side of, of this work? I mean, I know we've, you know, Miles and I, we've talked to a few th- veterans and, and, and first responders and others about getting in the water, what that means for them. Can you talk a little bit about what it means for uh, the guys that you work with and gals? Yep, absolutely. So one of the things that we like to do when we have our dive missions is we, we've been trying to get Airbnbs rather than hotel rooms. And you're like, well, the, what's so therapeutic about that? Well, when we get together, you're back in that platoon space. You're back in that platoon hut, and you just miss being around your own kind. And and uh, so you have that veteran huddle, and that's where like we're diving all day, and, and we're just enjoying that. And I'll come back to that. But afterwards, you're sharing experiences, but also you're sharing that experience of transitioning out because that's what you miss. You miss being part of something special. You miss being with someone special, regardless of the branch, because you'll have in that Airbnb, we'll have. Green Berets, SEALs, Force Recon, Pararescue, you know, and World Bank with different forces. But after five, five, ten, five or 10 minutes of, pardon my French, butt sniffing while you figure each other out, then you start talking about like, hey, man, what was it like for you? Or, hey, do you have a question about this or whatever? So that's really cool and really ther- therapeutic. But then you go back, let me get back to the water. 
it is. It's so moving because, like I said, I was diving two o'clock in the morning, freezing cold. You know, so now I'm diving Key Biscayne and I'm helping repair the coral reef. And you're working with the scientists who are so patient. You would never think scientists and seals working together, but they're so patient and understanding because we're a force multiplier for them. They know that, hey, we're here to help. And uh, that 100 Yards of Hope project, you, you go to the coral farms where we learn how to detach that, you know, clean the trees, and then you fragment the coral. And then the, the scientists will have the dollop of cement and they, they plant that and they hand you that little piece of coral. And then you plant it like the size of your thumb. And then you go back to get that next piece from that scientist. And by the time you come back, there's already marine life there. And it's already like, like scoping it out and, and like, man, what are these guys doing? Just enjoying it. And that is, it's humbling. As, as corny as it sounds for a 34-year Navy veteran to say, it is humbling to see that, to see that take place. Because most of what I've done, I, I, would, I will never go back. I, chances are I'll never go back to Afghanistan, Iraq, or some of the other countries I've been to. But we dive on that, on that site in Key Biscayne at least, every, at least every six months, if not once a quarter. And those little, little pieces that were that size are now the size of like deer antlers and getting bigger. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, re it's really moving to me and as well as my, my fellow veterans. I want to get to the documentary that you mentioned, 100 Yards of Hope, in, in a moment. But before we get there, I kind of want to talk a little bit about, you know, you mentioned just now that it really helps out some of the veterans. Is there, can you share a story about one of the veterans, maybe that one of the guys that you were working with, girls that's, that's had kind of a tough time of it and how, how, how Force Blue has been able mm -hmm. to help them? Yep, absolutely. Because you're giving them that new mission again. You know, unfortunately, some of our veterans, when they, when they are struggling, um, it's easy to self-medicate. You know, because we're the worst at asking for help. We're the absolute worst. It's like, okay, let me just put my head down and power through because that's what we did our when your initial training, regardless of its of what it is. Hey, just put your put your head down, power through. When you start deploying, things are tough. I mean, I did one op we did was thirty days, and I lived in a donkey stall for thirty days. Another op was seventy three days, but the majority of our guys never took a shower for seventy three days. You know, so you just power through. So then when you get out and you start to have transitional problems, like adjusting to civilian life, sometimes, you know, pe people do have a, a rough time and, and we, we, won't, we won't say, hey, you know, Jake, I, I got a problem. It's like, hey, I'm just powering through. You tend to self-medicate and things like that. So when you have a new mission, when you have something like Force Blue that gives guys and gals a new mission, hey, I want to continue to be part of something special, then they realize that, you know what? I don't need to do this. I don't need to self-medicate. I have a new mission. And once again, we, when we start talking to each other, it's easier for me to talk to another veteran than it is to someone I don't really know. So that's when we help each other uh, talk it out. And you'd be amazed. I had a really good friend of mine who did over 20 years uh, as a SEAL. He's, and this guy was hard as woodpecker lips. I mean, this guy had done a whole bunch of stuff. He came down to a mission to us. And this was just a Marine debris removal op in Sarasota. And we're just bringing up, you know, uh, crab traps and nets and just stuff that had been thrown in the water and over years. Um, within the first 50 minutes, uh, he said, you know, Gonzo, you have no idea how much I need this. And we, I was just, we were just in the van picking him up from the airport. I said, man, what are you talking about, dude? You're doing well. He goes, I'm doing well in my, my life, in my professional life. He goes, but I miss being part of something special. And that's what Force Blue does is it allows our veterans to continue to serve continue to be a part of something special. Uh, and for me, having been through it myself, and now I get to share that with my fellow veterans, um, it's, it's uh, transcending almost to be, to, to be, you know, I know it sounds corny, but uh, that's how I feel. So I had a question about, so Jake and I have talked on the podcast before how diver friends are a whole other level of trust and loyalty mm -hmm. and friendships. How do you think that plays into your trust and loyalty that you already have, and then you're underwater with them. Mm -hmm. it, it, it is multiplied more so. I mean, like, I, I, I can't put like, you could say like 10 times or 100 times, but even more so, especially if it's someone that you've served in combat with, because you've shared that combat experience or the training experience or, you know, just the, the military experience, share that, share that special operations experience, but also the trust factor in knowing that if I'm underwater, we're, we, our dive training is... I mean, it's intense to say the least. So I know that if something's going to go wrong, 
I can count on this person. You know, but I also know if I'm going to push the limits, I know that person is going to be my, my accountability partner and go, hey, Jam, <laughs> what are you thinking? You know, and then when you get back, home, that's right. That's for right. sure. Be, for sure. Hero or zero is, is, is a fine line between hero and zero. You know, and then when you get topside, you're going to know, like, hey, man, what were you thinking? Like, like uh, you know, hey, you know, was it a brain fart? Like, was it, you know, or was I just trying to push the limits? You can tell if somebody gets on your boat, they come out on your mission and they're humble and they're quiet and they're listening to you. And they, okay, let me, you know, God gave me two eyes, two ears, one mouth. So let me do twice as much looking, listening than I do talking. And, you know, or if the guy comes in, it's like, oh, I know everything and I'm the greatest. I'm like, that's the guy you got to watch out for. Yeah. But we don't we don't have those, and, and uh, if we do, uh, we give them a uh, we could they don't the last Navy. long. No, 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 they we give them a run of correction pretty fast. So yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am, yeah. So I want to transition, pivot a little bit to you mentioned it before, but hundred yards of hope uh, in partnership with the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, the documentary is coming out soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so why could you tell us sort of how it came about, what your role in it was? Yes. So this is a two year project. Uh, with the NFL, we, we started the Hundred Yards of Hope project off in Key Biscayne, as I said, and but we also it was the first time that the Super Bowl was in two cities in the same state. So it was in Miami and then in Tampa. Ironically, the the coral that we planted in Key Biscayne was grown at the Florida Aquarium in Tampa. So we were able to work with them as well, and we had another dive mission there. So this documentary shows that two year span from when they were growing like little spores all the way to when they're on the uh, coral farms and it shows us working with the scientists to build that. And it started off with just an idea because NFL has many divisions. One of the two divisions that we work with are NFL Green and NFL Salute the Service. Well, NFL Green's job is to reduce the impact environmentally to the host city. For instance, this year, the, the Super Bowl is in Las Vegas. They'll have projects there in Las Vegas. Well, when it was in Miami, they, wanted, they contacted Force Blue. We did a dive there. We did a dive in Tampa. This documentary covers the whole, the uh, everything, all aspects of it. All of our partners: NFL Green, Pepsi, Florida Aquarium, Frost Museum of Science, University of Miami, and of course Force Blue, as well as other organizations. And it just shows how everybody coming together can do so much. Uh, but you'll also see in there, you'll also see the impact that it has, like we've talked about, on our veterans because it highlights uh, some of our veterans in. Uh, you know, things that they deal with, both in transition, but also being a member of Force Blue. So I highly encourage anybody who was in the Orlando area who might like to attend um, to uh, go to our our Facebook page and you'll see uh, just a link on it. They click on it, register, and it's F-R-E-E, kind of like my favorite fr- favorite brand of beer. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and then they can link and, and uh, come on out and, and we'll have a panel also. We'll have uh, Dalton, who's one of the scientists, the lead scientist. Uh, we'll have uh, uh, Admiral Tim Gallaudet, who is a former uh, uh, leader of NOAA. Jack uh, Groh, who's from the NFL Green. And a short little Spanish-Italian guy that you're talking to on the on the screen right now who will be, will be answering questions. So, yeah. That's fantastic. Uh, that link will be in the show notes for this episode. I've got it here. So we'll awesome. make sure that everybody listening – Uh, absolutely gets the opportunity to attend. Uh, After the screenings, is it going to be available widely? I mean, where can we go to see it if uh, after the screenings, once it's, once it's out? So we'll continue to screen it throughout different locations. And then eventually we're hoping to have it released to the public, uh, hopefully through a a provider of some sort. Uh, That's way above this man's level. So uh, (laughs) yeah. So hopefully we can get, we get it released to everybody, but uh, it's, the one great thing that we do is we always document every mission or as many missions as we can because we want to show the, the American public and the world actually what we're doing. So we'll always we document everything. We have an ocean conservation school where we uh, take children and we get them dive certified and then we expose them to uh, you know being being members of, of the dive community like like getting them involved in marine conservation. We started this off with Gold Star children which, uh, as you might know, are the children of fallen uh, service members because they're near and dear to our hearts. Well, we opened it up last time to Gold Star and also the children of wounded and severely injured service members, once again, to have them carry on their parents' legacy of service. And it's everywhere from 12 to 22. And uh, 
it, it's amazing to see these children just just really just embrace it, you know, just embrace, you know, like I said, just carrying that legacy of service. But it's also another way for our veterans to be moved and impacted because, as you know, taking care of our, of our, our fellow service members, their, their children, uh, is near and dear to us. So it's a, it's a great experience for both of us, but we document that as well. Um, and I'm pretty sure that I can share that documentary with you. I'll, I'll double check, but I'm pretty sure I can share that one. And you can put that one on and that. But I'm telling you right now, <laughs> stand by because uh, it's like you're cutting onions uh, when you're watching it. So that yeah. is that's super cool. Thank you so much for sharing that. I didn't realize that you worked with young people as well. Mm-hmm. We might have talked about it at DEMA, but that's just awesome because most of our listeners and most of the people in our free descent community are people under 35. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people listening, you know we might have some of those children listening right now. So sure, that's really sure. cool. Because that's the next generation. And I know the next generation catches a lot of crap, you know, and like, oh, they're just terrible. Gen Z. We're the blah, future, blah, blah. you guys. We are I mean, the future. I'm Gen Z. I'll right, raise right, my hand. Right, right. But there's a torch and that torch is either going to get extinguished or passed on to the next generation. And we yep. hope that we're able to pass that on. And I, I please don't want this to come across as arrogant. We hope, <laughs> no, but we hope that at Force Blue, you think you're special operations, we make caring and conservation cool. Because a scientist can talk about, hey, look, you've got to take care of the ocean. You've got to like, you know, let's get rid of plastics and this, that, and the other thing. Okay, whatever. You know, you're just a Birkenstock wearing scientist, whatever, blah, 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 who we adore. I mean, no, no. And I'm saying that because we adore them. I mean, they're so cool. I mean, they, they're teaching us so much. The, the amount of intellectual capital that I have allowed myself to, to increase, like the amount of knowledge that I've gained from them, is so wonderful, but we can take their same message and say it word for word. And I go, oh my God, did you hear that Navy SEAL? He said, conservation is cool and plastics are bad and take care of the ocean. The scientist is like, I, I just said that, you know, but so, <laughs> yeah, you know, but it's a great way to, to, like you said, to pass that torch from this generation to Gen Z and then so yeah. on. You know, so uh, yeah. I also yeah. think it's cool. You're really bleeding into multiple. It's kind of like a the geeks and the jocks get to team up and mm-hmm. do the same thing. You know, it feels like, it feels like that. It feels yep. like you know you got the jocks helping out with like everything, and now everybody. And truly, it's like okay, everybody cares about ocean conservation. Right. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter your upbringing mm-hmm. and your background. Everybody's fighting the same yep. fight. Right, right. As as Jim, our executive director, says. Because, you know, we're apolitical, but he says it doesn't matter if you get in the, from the left side of the boat or the right side of the boat. We're still on that same boat and we're still all rowing to the same mission. You're absolutely right. It doesn't matter if you're a jock, a geek, a nerd, a band guy or whatever, you know, it's all our planet. <laughs> the planet doesn't yeah. care if you're a jock or a nerd. You better take care of the planet, you know. And, and so it, it, it's we all have to. You're absolutely right. So if we could do our part, do some heavy lifting. Uh, and like I said, learn as, as we go. That's fantastic to me. You don't think no, I can I, do the heavy lifting, Steve? I look at those muscles. I was going to say. <laughs> I can do the heavy say, lifting, Steve. I look, yeah, I'm out here. I'm working. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Miles lifts heavy. I've seen, I've seen Miles lift in the gym. She lifts heavy. Um, <laughs> and no, you're, you're absolutely right, though. I mean, passing it on to the next generation, we've heard it from a bunch of our guests about how mm-hmm. you don't care about something as an adult, if you didn't care about it as a kid, it's so much yes. harder to make you care about something mm-hmm. that you don't, that you don't have a childhood memory of. So being able right. to bring, you know, the, the children of, of service members, that's, that's just awesome. Um, mm-hmm. If, if our listeners or we wanted to get involved with force blue, is there anything coming up that, uh, you know, maybe we could get involved with or, or how, 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 what's the best way to get involved with you guys? Sure. The best way is to just monitor us, our website, forcebluteam.org. And when we plan, because we're planning out next year's mission set, and we're going to post that on there. And then as you'll see the missions posted, say like somebody's in, uh, we're going to do a lionfish removal in Destin. Um, So somebody's in that area, or they're like, hey, you know what? That's a great road trip. I'd like to do a dive trip there. And they want to volunteer. They just click on that link, and then they'll have a volunteer tab. They click on that. They register. Our director of dive safety We'll, uh, she'll vet them, make sure that they're up to speed and everything. Of course, you know, dive certifications and things of that nature. And uh, they come on out. We'll have our dive, our, excuse me, our Force Blue dive crew, our initial dive crew. And then all of our volunteers will be there. It is a fantastic 
fantastic experience because, you know, depending on what it is, I, I'll go back to that Sarasota cleanup. We had, I want to say, about 80 divers total, you know, a lot of wow. horse blue guys and then the, the rest of the community because diving, you know, if, if you're going to just do like a wreck dive or whatever, that's cool and it's fun. But if I'm diving with a purpose, so, you know, I want to go take care of Sarasota. I want to go take care of Braden. I want to go take care of Tampa or, or Destin or Pensacola or wherever, you know, you think that's something you go back and tell your friends like, hey, what'd you do this weekend? Oh, you know, I went on a fishing boat. What'd you do? I went to let, I went to Destin and I helped remove a very invasive species. Or I went and removed the marine debris out of Tampa. You know, so yeah, they'll be able to go there, click on that link, uh, volunteer, and uh, come on out and then uh, just tell them, hey, just hunt down crazy Gonzo and uh, and we'll have a good time. Yeah, and That's I won't awesome. make fun of Miles because I know she's got the gun show. I mean, she, she, she does have the gun show. Um, I was just gonna say that I think it's really cool this like idea of diving with a purpose mm -hmm. because. I know that after I had been teaching in San Diego for a while and, you know, every dive I was doing for like 50 dives in a row, it was very purposeful, super intense and having students and really into it at all times. And then I went on just like a fun dive vacation to Mexico and it was great. Like, it's super fun. But after a while, you're like, wow, I'm pretty bored at this mm -hmm. point. Like, it's still cool. It's still great. But I need a purpose. I need right. something to be energizing me during this dive mm -hmm. and, you know, volunteering for things like this. That's what gives that second, you know, it just reignites your mm -hmm. passion Absolutely. for the yes, ocean, for diving, for, you know, whatever you're volunteering for. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. And we always have a two component. We have a dive component. And we also have a beach component because the beach component is looking for trash that unfortunately beachgoers, some are very attentive. Some not so much. So we have that beach component too, who just go looking for plastics, trash, microplastic, things of that nature, which people don't think of like, oh, I'll just leave this straw right here. Well, that bird sees that straw or that, that in the marine life sees that straw. And then it, it, it's, it's terrible. So yeah, we, we try to leave it better than we found it. Yes, ma'am. So are there a lot, I mean, you mentioned 80 guys showed up to this Destin one. Mm -hmm. Are mm -hmm. there... Um, is there sort of a, do you notice a lot of guys come back time after time, year after year? I mean, are, are there guys that have been doing this for five, six years now? Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of the, the force blue guys, our team, we're about a team of 30, you know, and we rotate out because everybody has jobs or whatever. So we rotate, rotate them out. But as far as the volunteers, they, we definitely have a lot of repeat offenders because they want to come back because they've had so much, you know, that they've, they did that dive with the experience, but even more so was even better to bring in friends. So like, hey, man, you've got to come be a part of this. You know, like, it's great to go dive and look for, you know, shark teeth or whatever. That's cool. But, hey, let's go back and let's be a part of this. That Destin dive that we did, we removed uh, crab traps, fishing nets, uh, fishing line, unfortunately, the trash, everything. We brought that up and it was, you got to see it. I mean, it, who's so proud of trash? You know, I mean, you take the trash every, every week, you're like, oh, that's my trash. But you take out that marine debris and you're proud of what you did caring for mother oceans so yeah so we see that and it's infectious and we hope that when we leave that area that someone out of that crew says hey that was fantastic why don't we do a dive like we don't need force blue let's keep that legacy going and why don't we do a dive next month and keep it going and, and then recruit more people so that's what we're hoping is that the message gets out like you know let, let's let's continue this let's make it think think globally let's act locally though Turn it into a whole force blue ecosystem. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yep. Yep. And I that'd apologize. Be, that'd be really cool. Russell's, I got two, I got two attack pugs in the back. So nothing <laughs> says big, bad Navy seal. Nothing says big, bad Navy seal like a, like a pug. So. <laughs> oh, I think that just, I, think I that feel like, you know, Jake, the funny thing is that Jake and I, I don't know how many Navy SEAL friends you have, I guess, but I have one and Jake knows him too. And he also has a pug. So that's really Does funny. They just got one. So that's yeah. really funny. Yeah. Well, see, it circles back to what we talked about, on, like getting on the boat. Like if a guy gets on the boat and he's got a, you know, if, uh, yeah, if a guy has like this big macho dog, it's like, really, dude? Yeah. yeah. What kind of dog do you have? A pug. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> And, and he, he rolls up. Awesome. He, he rolls up in a lifted, a lifted F two fifty. I, I, we, we know the guy. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. We, we've all seen that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be yeah. that guy. Yeah. <laughs> so we are going to be working with Noah to dive on the marine sanctuaries. This is a five-year project. So over the next course of the next five years, we're going to work with Noah and dive on each of the marine sanctuaries. And just to raise awareness about the, just the wonders and beauty of the, of the sanctuaries, but also do dive missions there, whether it's a marine debris or, or uh, a, a surveillance, uh, you know, things of that, whatever our scientific partners at that location need us to do. So what's is great about it for us also is that a lot of the dives that we do seem to be so focused in Florida, where this is going to allow us to head out west, head up north, and even all the way to, uh, to Samoa, which will be kind of neat too. So yeah, so all, all of them, oh. which for me as 34 years in the Navy, I never went west of Coronado or Anchorage, Alaska. So I'm very interested. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, so exciting. Yes. Yes. So if you're yep. doing, if you're coming out, if you're coming out this way, then you're, we're definitely going to have to get involved. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Yeah. 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 We'll definitely work with you guys. We'll coordinate with you guys and, and get you guys involved. You'll definitely be on the, on the team for sure. You know, and, um, and it won't be ice, ice diving miles. <laughs> no yeah, ice so. diving. Okay. <laughs> no. no. So, but yeah, I don't and know. We'll, San Diego gets pretty cold. Just oh, it gets like sixty. Bundle up, sir. Sixty-four <laughs> degrees. I'm talking about water temp because you remember. Yeah, I know. So do so am I. Yeah. I'm talking. You're you're looking at like fifties, Steve. Yeah, oh, it was it was fifty-five degrees. Like? It was yeah. It was fifty-five degrees yeah. Uh, yeah. this week this past weekend yeah. in the water. But I mean, if you, yeah. I I would imagine. Um, I had a student actually, her father was a SEAL, uh, mm. and uh, he was telling me about the, the, the swims you did, or they did uh, off, off mm. Anchorage, and if you did those, mm. I know how cold, yes. he told me how cold that water was. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, and when you go through training, they tell you like, oh, you'll be colder, and you're like, there's no way I'll ever be more cold than I am diving like out by Point Loma, Coronado, some of that. Sure as heck, Anchorage, Newport, Rhode Island in February, Oof. Norway, Norway in February, March. So yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I believe yeah, but it's, it's diving in Norway. Just like a little personal plug for myself, I'm thinking about diving in Norway in the summer. It's amazing. What's it like? It's truly amazing. The fjords are just so beautiful. I would definitely do it. But I will let you know that it is not the cheapest country to, to be in. But uh, it is still very beautiful. It's beautiful because it's pure. It, it's such a clean country, you know. So yeah, yeah. so we dove there in February, March. And that's great because one day you're diving, one day you're skiing, diving, skiing. But I would advise you to go in the summertime. So. In the summer? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It was okay. Cold. I'll be there in the cold. summer. I'll be yes, there in the summer. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. 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 It's mm -hmm. awesome. So, but yeah, that, that's one of our other initiatives. And we have a couple of corporate sponsors. And we're, of course, we're always looking for corporate sponsors or sponsors uh, to help us with that. Uh, it's called Tour of Duty. And that'll be on our website as well. And everybody can monitor. And, and once again, if... You know, if we're up in Michigan and somebody's in that area and they want to help volunteer for that mission, we'll have it, we'll have it located or excuse me, listed. They can click, come on out and, uh, and meet the guys and gal. So, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I was, I was going to ask, my next question was going to be, are, you know, is there anything you're doing outside of Florida? Uh, so, so that's going to be really cool. Mm -hmm. We'll definitely stay tuned for that. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll have to have you back on when, uh, from, from wherever you happen to be somewhere else. Okay. Uh, you know, sure. we'll have you on from Samoa. Let's do it there. <laughs> road, 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 road podcast road trip. Let's That's do it. Right. That's right. Let's do it. Yeah. All yeah. of us yeah. on a boat in San Diego. That yeah. sounds great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that yeah. sounds It'd great. Be, and it, that that'll be, once again that'll be my first dive in San Diego that is not military related. So I'll be ecstatic about it. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds yeah. like it yeah. sounds like a good time. Sounds like a really good mm -hmm. time. Yeah. Um, well, we're looking forward to having you. Um, Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Gonzo, we really appreciate the time. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Everybody check out forcebluteam.org. Uh, there'll be links in the in the podcast description. There'll be links all over socials and everywhere else. Um, so you definitely can find them. If you are going to be in Orlando for the screening, definitely check it out. Um, Gonzo, thanks so much for coming on, man. Thank you. I and, and, oh, go ahead, Mask. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You go. You go. I was just going to say, I appreciate what you guys do. You know, it was, it was uh, extremely fortuitous to meet you guys in DEMA uh, and, and we hit it off so well. 
I appreciate and I appreciated that, but also appreciate what you guys are doing to bring awareness, you know, to the to the joys of, of being in you know Mother Ocean and, and caring for our planet and, and just enjoying all of that. So I appreciate your uh, what you guys are doing. All right, welcome back. We hope you enjoyed that interview. Please go check out Force Blue. Links are in the podcast description. I don't know why I'm pointing down. <laughs> no, we're not on YouTube so yet, so I don't know why I'm pointing down. But before we go, we have a couple things we want to talk about. The first is the winner of the merch giveaway. Miles, you have we have coordinated the names. They're all in the little free descent hat. And I will pick one out now. Can you please give me a drum roll? I can't hear that. And the winner is on Instagram at scuba underscore taylor02. Woo! Scuba underscore taylor02, scuba taylor02. What's up, Taylor? What's up, Taylor? Hit us up when you hear this and let us know what kind of merch you want. We will make sure you get it. So congratulations to Scuba Taylor. Yay. And shout out to everybody else that entered. We yes, love you. you. We, we think you're you. great. Shout out Callie and Jer. <laughs> shout out to everybody. Yeah. Um, couple couple wrap-up things before we go. Um. You guys have been listening and joining us on Buddy, which is awesome. I know we talked about it in the first part of the show, but definitely please keep doing that. Keep participating in the treasure hunt. We've been posting on Instagram on the stories pretty regularly about how to get involved with that. And Miles has been using the Stream to See facial products. Oh my gosh, can you tell? Can you tell? Aren't I? Gl- I'm glowing. Am I not? I used them this morning. You guys, I used their squalane. It's like a hyaluronic acid kind of thing, but it's healthy for you. It's healthy for our oceans, for our environment. It is the most environmentally friendly product on the market right now, like all the stream to sea products are. Honestly, I love it. I also use their BB cream this morning as well. It's tinted. It's very much like an everyday makeup. It has 20 SPF. And yeah, this is my new routine right here. All right. So you heard it from Miles. Um, You've heard it from me before. You've heard it from both of us before. You've heard it from everybody. Uh, Definitely um, check out stream to see Uh, They are an amazing, amazing partner of ours. They're also partnering with Dive Buddy. So when you're in the app, when you're logging dives, make sure you're logging your stream to see products that you're using when you're going on dives uh, to participate in that treasure hunt that they're doing. All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Uh, We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you reach out. If you're in Florida, go check out Forest Blue. Uh, They're also, as he mentioned, going to be touring. So stay tuned for that. Hopefully uh, we'll get to hang out with them as well soon. And until next time, I'm Jake. I'm Miles. This has been another episode of Free Descent. See you guys soon.